I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pinstripe Ballet Podcast. I'm Andrew Mearns, the uh, managing editor. I'm here with Kun Shaw. Hey, Shun. No, I'm not here. You no, you're not up. here. Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, I'm here by myself, and uh, so I'm going to talk. No, uh, how's it going? Well, the, thanks, thanks for having me, I guess. Uh, uh, it's weird to be here without Greg Kirkland, but happy to kind of bring this podcast back to life and talk about the Yankees, even though I don't like the Yankees. So this will be fun to have that perspective. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you gotta gotta broaden our horizons a little bit, you know. <laughs> Always good to have somebody who's a fan of the team but doesn't particularly like the team to talk about the team. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. so we're uh, we're taking over for the uh, the Bronx Brothers podcast with uh, Ryan, and thank him for all the the coverage that he's done over the past few years. And uh, we're gonna try to do our own thing because we don't want to tread on what they all did for the couple years there. But we enjoy our rapport, and we're not gonna try to take this too seriously because you know sports. But <laughs> <laughs> like, if you want a serious podcast, don't come to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we're actually just going to be talking about the uh, David Robertson free agent pursuit or yes. lack thereof. So That's it. Is there anything else going on with the Yankees? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I mean, in the past week, not really, I don't think. But yeah. most of January was much more interesting than the rest of the offseason. I'll, I'll give them that. Congratulations. You did a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Until, uh, <laughs> until January, I think the biggest move was um, non-tendering Jonathan Holder. So... I yeah, guess he's not going to hold her there. No, he'll he'll have to, to he'll have to hold all of Chicago by himself. All, all at least all the Jonathans in Chicago. Yeah, well, they, and you saw that. Uh, maybe you didn't see, but uh, former Yankees prospect Kyle Holder is now uh, on the Reds because the Phillies traded him. So well, today I learned what he was once on the Phillies. Oh yeah, he was taken in the Rule Five. So you know, anytime, very exciting. Anytime you have an opportunity to get somebody to hold all your Kyles, you just got to jump at it. Yeah, I know. Well, I know that you all expected us to lead off with uh, all the Holder Yankees news. So, you know, being that we're out of holders now, I think we'll have to move on. Yeah, I guess the Yankees did make some other significant moves over the last month or so, let's say. 
Yeah, I mean, they did the uh, thankfully obvious and should have been done a while ago move of bringing back DJ LeMahieu. You know, and then so. they also let Masahiro Tanaka go because they're bastard men. They did do that too. Yeah, wasn't exactly jazzed about that. Uh, I understand like the trepidation that some folks have might have had about Tanaka at this point in his career, but you know, he's I think just more reliable than anyone else they had other than Cole. So right. And like it's you have to give them at least a little bit of credit because it's not like they just let Tanaka walk away and did nothing. They did make other moves to address the rotation. They with, did uh, bringing in Corey Kluber and Jameson Talion. How do you Ta- pronounce? I think it's pronounced a Tyone. Sure, that Jam- Jameson Tyone. He's just going to be referred to about his first name. Throwing J- that out there, he'll be JT. Jameson. <laughs> JT. <laughs> so they did. They did bring in those guys, but the problem with them too is they're just such unknowns. Like they had one combined inning all of last year. It's not, not what you exactly want. What you would con- <laughs> not exactly what you want on. No, and, and that does like cast them in a bit more of a negative light than I think one might reasonably expect just because Kluber's injury, he may have very well come back from that in like a normal season, but because the season was fake in two months, that right. uh, wasn't really enough time for him to come back from, from the, like a shoulder tear in there. So Yeah, and JT's coming off of his second Tommy John surgery, if, I'm, if, if I have that right. Yeah. So definitely it's very scary. I mean, but those moves, like I said, I've said and mentioned it elsewhere, like those moves I like in a vacuum, like on their own, they're good moves. I mean, I like those that type of like high risk, oh, not high risk, high reward potential moves. Um, but they are also high risk moves. They could just completely, you know, crash and burn. So if you bring back somebody like Tanaka along with those moves, then that's a great offseason, I feel like, because you still have Jordan Montgomery and uh, Davey Garcia behind them, who, you know, obviously Garcia didn't, sh- didn't have much time in the majors last year, because as you mentioned, it was a fake season, short season, whatever you want to call it. But what he did show was impressive. I mean, you can't really be upset at anything he did last year. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with you fully. I think I do like bringing in Kluber and Tayo on the issue is just, you know, not having a very reliable number two or number three behind Cole there because we'd like them to both be healthy for the full year. But if both of them make it through the 2021 season without any kind of injury, I think it'll be a minor miracle. The list of players to come back from two Tommy John surgeries and become effective starters is very short. So Tyone is already facing a challenge there and Kluber is in his mid thirties. So we'd like them to come back and have great seasons. And I think they both, they actually both will do pretty well, but the odds that both of them get through unscathed seems pretty unlikely. And that's where you'd like to have the more stable reliability of a guy like Tanaka or one of the other healthier free agent options out there. Yeah. That, that's really all it comes down to is just, you don't know what you're going to get out of anybody that's not Garrett Cole next year or this year. Yeah. You need someone to soak up these innings. And I, yeah. I do really like Jordan Montgomery too, but he's not that far removed from his own Tommy John surgery either. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, if it works out, it's going to, you know, it's great. I mean, they have a one through, they have five starting pitchers who could potentially, you know, carry them for the whole year. It's just a matter of whether or not can they actually be there and actually show up every five days. Yeah, and they do, they do have some good backup guys, too. Like, I'm pretty sure we'll see Clark Schmidt get some time. Hopefully, fingers crossed, toward the end of the season, we get some Luis Severino. How much of that? Who knows? Because, you know, the Tommy John surgery, it's back again. So Right, exactly. It's going to be a very interesting year, to say the least. 
Yeah, not not even that's to say nothing of the fact that uh, who knows how uh, COVID will affect all of this too. Because if one thing happens, maybe like Garrett Cole comes up with a positive COVID test, then uh, you got to figure out what you're doing for the next week without him. Right. Yeah. I mean, believe it or not, COVID is still very much a thing and very much will be a thing for a long time going forward. So. Yeah. Like the story of the season will be very much people like getting back to the normal from COVID. And hopefully as the vaccine rollouts, it'll be less of a factor as the year goes on. But it's early on. I expect it to be pretty present, especially considering how it's affecting like the NBA and NHL right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost impossible to avoid, especially if you're not doing like some sort of bubble situation where you're just controlling who's coming in, who's coming out, nobody's traveling anywhere, then, you know, it could work. You saw that in the NBA last year, like when uh, last uh, when they finished up their season and did the playoffs, they had a great run, NHL, great run when they did the bubble. But then as soon as they opened it up and did, tried to do it a whole regular season where everyone's traveling to different states, different cities, uh, different arenas there's different staff coming in and out some of the arenas are allowing fans in which still blows my mind um the more you see that the more you're you know opening it up to risk and that's where it's going to be tricky to navigate but i also understand you can't really do a full season in a bubble like that's almost impossible so i get right. it. it's a it's just a big challenge all around and i have no idea how the spring trainings are going to work too with uh, florida and arizona as racked as they are right now with COVID. Granted, as much as the rest of the country almost, but especially bad in those pockets. Yeah, absolutely. It's like I said, like we said, we have no idea what's coming forward and it's just going to be interesting to watch. I won't say fun to watch. It'll be interesting though. Yeah, not, and there's also the fact that so many free agents are still unsigned too. So, you know, still got a whole bunch of off-season moves to go before we actually get to people reporting to camp, but I guess that part's not that separate from the previous few off seasons, given how late, like your Bryce Harper's and Manny Machado's signed in the past couple of years. But yeah, that's just baseball now. That's just how it works. <laughs> that's just sports now. Yay. We love Yay. it. <laughs> Gotta love it. Love, love go, go team finances. <laughs> yeah. Financial flexibility, baby. Go Cleveland. <laughs> Yeah, what an off season of big names getting traded pretty much just to save some room on payroll between like Lindor, Blake Snell. Um, there was one guy just recently, what's his name? Uh, Nolan Arnano. He got traded uh, yes. for basically nothing. Oh man, that was that was quite the move for uh and then the press conference after with the Rockies was just what are you guys what? even talking about? What was that? He's a human with human emotions or something like that. I <laughs> Don't even remember what this guy was trying to say, but it was wrong. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Okay. Here's uh, my favorite quote from it. This is um, Rocky's GM, Jeff Breidich. The word human is important. There are relationships in human existence that do last forever, but we are human beings in a business. And sometimes relationships don't last forever. This is a part of the human existence. <laughs> that's, that's a thing that people say out loud to yeah, other I, people. <laughs> Don't you normally talk about human existence when you're talking about trading away the best player your franchise has had in like 20 years, maybe? Sure, yeah. yeah. Hey, Breaking T, if you're listening to this podcast, which I'm sure you are, because why wouldn't you be listening to this? Put that on a shirt. Yeah, just cram it all on there, you know? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. How do you how do you justify that? And then, then they're like, oh, we're not trading Trevor Story away. Like, you might as well free him. Why are you just torturing him by keeping him there? Yeah, I mean, they're like, I can't even imagine Trevor Story is going to be that interested in extension at this point, too, unless they throw like a ton of money at him because he just saw how they treated his superior teammate. So, you know, what's 
what's going to keep him? Yeah, I mean, I guess might as well go and get the Rockies to give you this, you know, ridiculous contract. Ridiculous, depending on who's looking at it, right? For me, give all the players all the money. I don't yeah. care. But give them, give Trevor Story a huge contract and then trade him away to a better uh, location. Then, you know, it's a win-win for him in that regard. Yeah. Well, anyway, the Rockies are not the Yankees, thankfully. So we can talk about the Yankees again a little bit. It did like the uh, move to bring in Darren O'Day. I thought salary dumping Adam Ottavino was very weird, especially to the Red Sox. But I mean, as far as replacements go, Darren O'Day is pretty good. He's been doing it a little while and he's got that weird angle too. So that helps. Yeah, I've always hated him because of how he pitched. Like anybody who does anything different and makes me uncomfortable, I, d- I don't like you. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't like change. Things are scary. We'll just leave it at that. But no, it was definitely a good move. When they when they salary dumped out of Vino, I just thought they were just, you know, trying to save dollars or they were going to give like Brett Gardner $15 million for being Brett Gardner. They still but might. They still might, but at least they at least at least they replaced out of Vino in a way. So you brought in somebody else to kind of take in his slot, especially if, you know, you completely lost faith in out which I think is personally weird because he had what two bad games. If you really look at, look at it and that yeah. created his ERA last year. And then the year before that, his first year with the Yankees, he was phenomenal. Yeah. He's really good in 2019. And I know that, uh, Aaron Boone lost confidence in them in the playoffs, and I don't blame him for that. But 2020 was a fresh start, and you know because of the two bad games in the not real major league stadium Buffalo, it kind of wrecked his season, which was again two months. So whatever. Right. But outside of that, I think those two games accounted for like half of the runs he allowed all year, which again all year two months. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, 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 you can't really blame somebody for that, especially when you're in Buffalo or whatever which probably, I guess, they anticipated being back in Buffalo again this year. So maybe that's why you're like, oh, let's give them to somebody else. <laughs> I think they're talking about trying to do the season in uh, their spring training location in Dunedin, Florida. It wouldn't make sense. Probably better than going to Buffalo. Yeah, and I think they just kind of want major league facilities. So and yeah. I, I guess when you have a full offseason prep, it's different than when they decided within like a few weeks, oh, I guess we're going to play in Buffalo. Because, you know, everything I, I, about the 2020 season was so slapdash. I don't know that this is accurate, but I feel like they decided that like, or they finalized that like the week of like the week that the regular season was going to start. It was something ridiculous. I'm pretty sure it was. How are you not, how do you not know where your team is going to play? Do you remember briefly that they had talked about maybe we'll share Pittsburgh stadium and then they're like, we're not going for that. They went through so many weird, bizarre things. But again, what do you expect from major league baseball at this point? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it does look like right now the plan for the Blue Jays is to play in Dunedin, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time that baseball changed tactics like within a couple minutes of the season beginning. Or, well, you know, technically they could change it after the season already began. Remember the, the playoff format for last year was set when the Yankees and Nationals were in like the fifth inning of their opening day game. So, you know. The only reason I don't mind that is because we got that great image of Rob, Rob Banford and then the lightning strike in the background. <laughs> And it was just so perfect. So I was like, you know what? I'm not even mad anymore because, yeah, this is right. There's this Twitter account called One Perfect Shot that talks about iconic shots and like uh, cinema and TV shows, yada, yada. And I feel like One Perfect Shot for MLB 2020 is Rob Manfred standing with a lightning bolt behind his head. It's either that or uh, Justin Turner celebrating on the field without a mask oh, after his positive that for COVID. That happened. Ugh, yeah. Hey, let's remove you from here because you have a positive. First of all, why is he playing? Yeah. <laughs> you took him out in the middle of the game, not before the game, in the middle of the game. And it's like, oh, let's come back without a mask on. Sure. 
Well, he had it on first, and then he took it off, and then it's like, great, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well at least the at least the Rays did not win the World Series. I'll give it that. Yes. God, imagine if the Rays had won the World Series and then traded away Blake Snell. Oh my God, they totally would have too. Oh, absolutely. He was going no matter what because you know he was going to be a free agent in what three years. So, gotta get rid of him now. Yeah. Sell off early. <sighs> trying to think what else is going on. So the that Greg Allen trade. <laughs> <laughs> who the hell is Greg Allen? <laughs> <laughs> Probably some guy who is not lasting long on the 40-man roster because they still technically need to make a move to get O'Day on there. And uh, Greg Allen was this outfielder who was on the Padres last year that they traded some random prospect James Reeves for. And he's basically just expected to be depth if he's even on the roster at all probably hanging around Scranton, but he might not even be there. So there's your summary. In in case Mike Talkman fails again or whatever, just have Greg Allen around. Yeah. Mike Talkman is probably going to spend 2021 spring training convincing everyone that he did in fact opt out of 2020 and that he wasn't actually there. I'm just, I'm just picturing Mike Talkman becoming the new Rob Ruffsnyder, just hanging around in the locker room. Like, Oh, did you call me coach? Like, I'm pretty sure you don't play for us anymore. Yeah, did you call me? Did you call me? Do you need me? I'm here. I'm ready. Put me in. Put me in. Like, no, no, you're, you're on the you Royals now, Mike. <laughs> oh, the Royals. Yes, of course. They exist. No, they're a team. They play in Kansas City. <laughs> Just sure. deny it. Even they, once they make that move for Darren O'Day, you have to imagine Brett Gardner is also going to eventually make his way back. I can't, That's I can't thing, imagine too. a world where the Yankees let him go away somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, well, I feel like he's either going to re-sign with the Yankees or just retire, so there's that. I feel like he probably will end up back on the roster for like a few million dollars, and that will probably be the end of their offseason. But yeah, they'll have to make another move for him too if they are indeed bringing him back. I see Luis Sessa can go. I'm willing to sacrifice Sessa <laughs> if, if that helps. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to make that sacrifice. Is that noble of me? Yeah, it is, but I'm willing to do that. Because funny thing, like Sessa is not even like necessarily bad anymore, but I just I still just don't trust him. Yeah, I think he was actually fine this year. Like he was fine, but like I I don't I no, you can go away. Yeah. He did have my sympathy when he immediately tweeted like sad faces after the Tanaka news broke. So Yeah. Anybody who liked Tanaka is on my good list. Yeah. But he could still go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can either go or just hang out in middle relief uh, forever. <laughs> right. Just don't put him in any high leverage situations, which we might have to because even the, that was like the weirdest, that was one of the weirdest things about this uh, past season, the 2020 season, obviously outside of, you know, COVID and the shortened season and all the n- obvious nonsense was just kind of how unreliable the bullpen became like Chapman. Well, I've never really trusted her all this Chapman, but besides uh, uh, Zach Britton and Chad Green, there was really nobody that uh, Aaron Boone could uh, lean on or trust. Yeah, and hopefully O'Day will help a little bit with that, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, at least I trust the bullpen a little bit more than the rotation, but what are you going to do at this point? It's not the same group that was so dominant like 2017 and 2018. And for this reason, they should resign David Roberts. <laughs> Yes, I was about to say, do you know who's missing from that group? <laughs> like, listen, I know that he's coming back from major injuries, 
but it's David Robertson. <laughs> have this on good authority that the only reason he ever got injured was because the Yankees didn't re-sign him in the first place and let him, you know, sign with Philadelphia. If they had re-signed him, he'd be fine. He'd be healthy. That's just science. So I once again advocate for them to sign him to a 30-year, $30 million a year deal. I mean, seems reasonable to me, you know? What's the problem here? Yeah. <laughs> I, I see nothing wrong with this plan. It's like, uh, really, Cash? Yes, I'm re-signing David Robertson to this contract, and you're going to deal with it. It's going to be great. Don't worry. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Eh. Anyway, the, the offense at least still looks like it should be pretty good. I expect Glaber to have a bounce back year. I don't think that the couple months of 2020 was representative of who he is going forward. I think he won't be nearly as bad at shortstop as he was made out to be either. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like with the 2020 season, like it's hard to just judge anybody on that really, like because of just how weird and volatile it was. I mean, you had players who had to stop training, start training, stop training, start training. Cause they had no idea when the hell the season was going to start all of a sudden season starting in like a week or 10 days. And then they had to report and get, get back into shape. And it was just all bizarre. So you kind of have to give a little bit of uh, lenient, uh, leniency there, especially with somebody who has proven in the past to be a lot better than what he showed this past year. So if like we never saw anything from Gleyber Torres and then just saw this, it'd be like one thing they'd be like, oh, is he, is he cut out for it? Is he the real deal? Like, can he make it in the majors? But we've seen him succeed and at a very high level. So it's only right to give him the benefit of the doubt and just kind of blame 2020 for right now. <laughs> Yeah, he was ridiculously good in 2019 and had a strong season, rookie season in 2018 as well. So I, I don't really have any doubts about Glaber doing well in 2021. It'll just be a matter of hopefully getting his defense to at least passable. The Yankees could stick Derek Jeter's bat at shortstop for all those years with his defense. Yeah, they can hang around with Glaber if he can right, get it. That's exactly what yeah. I was thinking. Like, you can live with Jeter for that long. You can live with Glaber Torres. Yeah, and it, and it, at the end of the day, everything's really going to come down to the big three of Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge, and uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Whether they are healthy and can bounce back, especially in Gary Sanchez's case, where it's Judge and Stanton didn't really have to bounce back because when they played, they played well. It was just a health was an issue. But I think the team, the offense, goes with them three because, like, yeah, DJ. Don't don't get me wrong, DJ LeMahieu was great. He's one he's one of the top hitters in the league right now. Probably the best second baseman only because he's the only second baseman I can think of him right now. <laughs> but no, you're right, I think. I still think the offense goes through where Judge Stanton and Sanchez can take him. Yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, with LeMahieu, it's one of those things where, yes, we are sort of taking him for granted that he'll produce 
uh, pretty well, but he, he doesn't even have to do anything like at 2019 to 2020 levels. He could still be like 90% of that and still be incredibly valuable. It just comes down to what are these other players going to give you? Can we trust that uh, Judge and Stan will stay healthy? Can we trust that Gary will not hit 150? Can we... <laughs> Can we trust that Clint Frazier is going to get some good playing time and will hit more like uh, he did when he started the season in 2020? Because he was ridiculously good and looked like he had a good shot at really breaking out. He was their best, healthiest outfielder for a good while there. Yeah, and then he went into like a what a week-long slump, and then all of a sudden Brett Gardner was starting playoff games, which like it's hard to get mad at because Gardner was doing well in that week and then yeah. did hit in the playoffs. But I'm still mad about it, even though it's difficult to get mad. I'm just going to be impressed at how I, I'm able to be mad about it. Yeah, it was it's just so frustrating because we don't want that to like portend what Frazier's future is with the Yankees. Because, you know, I feel like if I was Frazier, I'd want a little bit more confidence from my manager that a week long slump is not going to like color their opinion of him. Right. And like as much as I don't mind having Brett Gardner back on the team in 2021, because whatever you may believe about veteran presence and all that there, I guess is some sort of truth to that. And he does seem like a valuable member of the clubhouse in that regard. But my problem is taking away time from Clint Frazier uh, and just seeing what he really can do over an extended period of time, which, you know, we got a glimpse of that in 2020, but again, that's still not the full thing. Like even if he slumps, let him, let's see if he can break out of his slump. Right. That's why he never got the opportunity to do. It's a factor of Brett Gardner being a good fourth outfielder, but he's not being used as a fourth outfielder. That's the thing. And on a team like the Yankees, where you have Judge and Stan as injury risks, yeah, you'll probably want someone who can be more than just your regular fourth outfielder, like a Mike Talkman. But at the same time, you don't want Frazier to be the one who loses the time at the end of the day because of it. Yeah, like let's say Gardner comes back and then he ends up playing like over 100 games, but he plays 100 games because Judge or Stanton or some combination of them two or whatever missed a lot of time. I think that's fine or acceptable. It sucks, don't get me wrong, obviously, but it's okay in that regard that like, okay, you're letting Gardner come in there. But if they're healthy and he's just taking playing time away from uh, Clint Frazier, where Clint Frazier plays like 40 games and Brett Gardner has like 100 plus, that's a problem. Right. But we'll see. I mean, so far it does seem like, you know, Cashman's kind of all aboard the, the Clint Frazier train. So. Yeah. The fact that they haven't traded him does seem to mean that maybe they will be comfortable using him as a starter in 2021. So we'll see how spring training shakes out and who's healthy by the end of it. Cause that's going to be an adventure on its own. I'm sure. Right. That's always the, that's always the fun part. You go into spring training and then like, 14 people get hurt and it's like, oh, great. Now what? Yeah. Well, it's a good thing baseball doesn't sign free agents till the end anymore. So there actually will be people to choose from. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm glad that uh, it sounds like Gio Urshela will be ready by opening day, which is nice because apparently he is just the new George Brett. So that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like, okay, but... well, 2019 was not a fluke. Seems like he can still hit really well inexplicably and he's obviously still a great defender so yeah that's one thing apparently brian cashman can do is find random players and have them be really good hitters out of nowhere you have uh gio urshela luke voigt like where are these people coming from even when they got mike talkman like i understand he was bad last year but in was it 2019 he was hitting really well and like he there's a mike talkman shirt that was made (laughs) that like people on the yankees wore because he was that good like what what just sock man yeah 
Yeah, you know what? We were making fun of Greg Allen earlier, but you know, who knows? Maybe he's the 2021 Talkman. He might be. Or he might be off the roster in a week. It'll be really funny looking back at this podcast. Like, why did they talk about Greg Allen for like five minutes when he was on the roster for five minutes? I already forgot who you were talking about initially. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a good 10 seconds to remember. Greg Allen, you know, our good pal. Yeah, I expect him to be this year's version of those people I can't remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I always have a, I always have like a good like five people on the Yankees roster that I just forget exist, can't remember or some combination of the two. Joe Harvey I think was a person. That's a that's a person, right? Yeah, Joe Harvey was a person a couple years ago. Yeah, that. That he'll be this year's Joe Harvey. <laughs> I hope he, maybe he'll be better than whatever Joe Harvey was. I probably spent like a good 15 minutes on the 2020 Sporkle just trying to type in Joe Harvey and was confused as to why he didn't show up. I remembered his name, damn it. He existed to me. (laughs) Anyway, this has been Joe Harvey Talk. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the Joe Harvey Podcast. Yes. I mean, I think we did a pretty good rundown of everything that's going on in Yankee Land. I don't think there really is too much else right now unless there's anything that jumps out to you. No, I mean, you know, we're I think two weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting. So it's probably good to just kind of get a summary of where we are, what's going on, what to expect potentially still. Well, there's a, uh, there's no James Paxton. That's something. I don't know. <laughs> there, there, there isn't, did he sign anywhere? Or? No, he's um still a free agent. So I guess it is conceivable that he could come back, but I don't think that's happening at this point. Because that's what they need. Another pitcher who's coming off of an injury <laughs> in the rotation. Hey, they're doubling down. Well, that's the thing. You know, that's if there is another pitcher that the, the Yankees are signing at this point, it's probably going to be someone who is low cost because of Hal Steinbrenner's apparent insistence on not spending more than $210 million on this roster. Yeah, you know, he, he, he's got to get that 15,000th yacht or something, whatever yeah, he the needs, hell it is. He needs the extra few million that he's going to save on the luxury tax, which is, again, that's all that it's going to be if the Yankees went over for it, like, not that much. So, right. And, like, you might as well go over this year because you're probably heading into a strike or some sort of like work stoppage, labor stoppage, where who knows what's going to come out of that. Probably everything resets at that point. So, you might as well just go for it right now. Yeah, like we don't know what the collective bargaining agreement is going to look like in 2022. So maybe there won't be these penalties. So just do whatever you want. You know, it doesn't really seem like a great idea to be banking on the fact that, oh, things will reset this this year. And then next year under this CBA that we don't even know about yet, things will go back to normal. Right. You have no idea what's going to happen unless like ownership has already just basically decided we're not budging on this and this is what it's going to be. In which case we might be going like more than a year without uh, baseball. At least, if, you know, the players union holds strong, which they should. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things where who knows what exactly things are going to look like in next offseason. We might be in for a long sit. We'll see. Right. So it would be nice if the Yankees kind of went all in for it, potentially won. So at least, you know, we can go off on a high note. Yeah. A lot but... of these, like Aaron Judge is not getting any younger. This is this is the time that you want to strike with this core. And you just invested in DJ LeMay, who is going to be best during these early years of his contract. This is the time to go all in. So just do it. It's so weird because like the Yankees 
arrived a year early, you can argue or say, or and I don't think that's an exaggeration in 2017 when they, you know, made it all the way into the playoffs and the ALCS. And, you know, that was basically writing Judge and, you know, that this core group of kids, basically. But 2017 was now four years ago. This is the, this is it. This is the time. The closest they've come to the pennant since then was 2019 when they fell a game short of what they did in 2017. So that's uh, been sandwiched around a couple of disappointing division series losses to division rivals with Boston and Tampa in 2018 and 2020. So you hope that they can do something with this group. Otherwise, we're going to be looking at another title this year. Yeah, and it's actually frustrating because you hear Brian Cashman talk about it and they just kind of want to blame everything on the Astros it's like an easy out and then like the Red Sox and the cheating scandals and all that. And like, yeah, I get that. That didn't help. But like also having Aroldis Chapman throw like a freaking hanging slider down to Jose Altuve <laughs> is not going to help either. Now, yeah, it's one of those things where, yeah, things beyond your control did kind of work against you and that sucks. But other teams found a way to beat the Astros. So you could have done yeah, this think- as well. I think more than anything, it just gives the Yankees an easy out. Like, oh, that's why we didn't win in Judge's window because the Astros got in the way. Like, no, that's not a thing. No. You, you didn't have pitching. Every year, I feel like we've constantly talked about, oh, we need, a, we need starting pitching. The offense is fine. We need starting pitching, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you went out and got Garrett Cole. That's fantastic. That's a great move. I love it. What else did you do? Well, we are, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> It's funny, one of the one of the commenters on the site was talking about like in 2023 when Tanaka's 35 and like coming off an, uh, an arm injury, and be like, ah, yes, now the Yankees will be looking forward to signing him mm. as a bounce back kind of candidate. That sounds like Cashman's MO then. Yeah. He he does like to try and you know get these redemption things just to prove how smart he was he is. Yeah. But it just doesn't end up working out for them. Ever. Yeah, like sometimes it does, and that's great when it does. But it feels like you're the Yankees; you don't need to be taking gambles like this. So yeah, when you're the Yankees operating like the Rays, you have a problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, despite all that, I think we are both still looking forward to the return of baseball, and we think that the Yankees are still going to be a pretty good team and compelling to watch. Still got a lot of great young talent there. That's fascinating. So. No, it's definitely definitely going to be fun. I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, when you get to see Garrett Cole pitch for your favorite team, you get to see Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton just destroy baseballs because they like hurt them in a past life. That's always going to be fun. Yeah, like Um, Stanton's playoff run last year where he kept homering like every day. That was really fun to watch. And that's that's what like fans have been hoping for since they made that trade for him. And like it sucks that he's now has this like injury prone label, like can't stay healthy. But like that really wasn't an issue until he got to the Yankees. But when he's healthy and when he's on, he's probably one of the scariest hitters in baseball. Like I'm not gonna say he's the best hitter in baseball because his name's not Mike Trout, but he still destroys baseball with such an authority that like I don't think anybody who's an active player right now comes even close to. Yeah, well, it was really funny in like 2019 when he missed almost the entire season. He was still up toward the MLB leaderboards in the like individual hardest hit balls of the year because like in his 40 at bats or whatever, he had like a few that were just absolute missiles. It's like this is still the kind of talent we're working with here. Right, exactly. And it's funny because I think that what they have, what they've built so far is partially why it's like easy to kind of be so negative or pessimistic about like what they're doing outside of that because 
you know what they can do. You know what they're capable of. You know how exciting and fun this team can be. You hate to see something stupid like, oh, I don't want to spend an extra $4 million and, you know, worry about my luxury tax, like kind of damper their chances. Yeah, like they have all the key pieces in there for a championship team. It's just these little refining the edges type moves that really help you get your team to the top that do cost like a few million dollars here and there that they just don't seem too interested in making happen. Hal Steinbrenner, if you're listening to this, because I'm sure he is, he did not just say you have a championship caliber team. Go do other stuff. It's okay. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. It's like championship caliber in theory if everything breaks right like it did for like the 2019 Nationals, but you can't really gamble on that. And all he heard was championship caliber. <laughs> Aha, we win. Great. Huzzah, I did it. Well, I think that'll do it for us unless you have anything else to say. I'm still sad about Tanaka. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, me too. Well, and I will always be. Maybe one day Tanaka will come back, but probably not. I will still continue wearing his t-shirt. Of course, forever yes. and always. I mean, I still wear Cano's t-shirt, so, you know. I <laughs> me too. Yeah. Then again, I also have a David Robertson White Sox and a David Robertson Phillies jersey, so come at me. <laughs> I, I'm technically wearing a Cano Mariner shirt right now. So. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, so this has been the uh, Lookout Landing podcast. Uh, <laughs> Lookout Landing, Purple Roll. Everyone's podcast is just this now. Yeah. We're the experts. We have uh, absorbed all the knowledge of baseball and uh, are the sole authorities. So isn't that yep. great? Huzzah, we did it. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for us this week. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at PSA. You can't follow Kunj on Twitter because he's hashtag Twitterless Kunj. It's too good for that. Probably smarter than the rest of us. If you do want to reach me on Twitter, you can reach me at I'm not a HR header. Yes, perfect. That's him. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) All right. Well, until next week, that's all from us. See you later. Thank you, everybody.